Welcome to Voices, a podcast that dives deep into the lives of fashion creatives to explore diverse perspectives on creativity, inspiration, and experiences that shape who we are as humans in a world where the power of our voices matter. I'm your host, Ashley Kilback. is Sarah Murray. There was this perceived idea that we have to go beyond our Canadian roots to find success in the fashion industry. Sarah doesn't believe in that. For the past 20 years, she has cultivated a successful career right at home in Vancouver. Sarah began as a matchmaker in the industry, helping local designers connect with the community around them. Her connections and ability to recognize talent led her to creating Fashion Capsule, a publicity agency and a platform for her to share her voice as a dress local advocate. Today, Sarah is using her industry experience to bring community together at Vancouver Fashion Week and mentor up-and-coming talent at Vancouver Community College. Sarah and I talk about the evolution of the fashion industry within Canada, the power of supporting local, and the future of opportunity for fashion jobs within Canada. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today and sharing your voice with me. Um, and I think the one the one thing that I always want to know from the guests that I talk to is where you find or where you first found your influence in the industry. So was it, you know, something that had come to you naturally or where, where did you find influence to want to be it within the fashion industry? Well, um, when I think back, um, I think about uh, magazines as a teenager and how obsessed I was with the Seventeen magazine and Sassy magazine. And um, and now, in retrospect, I realized that how much that influenced me and mm-hmm. set me on my path. But really, it was in university. And um, actually, somebody approached me about modeling. And, uh, and I said, sure, and I kind of, I, I didn't actually model. I got a couple of pictures that looked really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but when that happened, it all of a sudden made me realize that fashion was an industry, that there are a whole lot of different jobs and possibilities of actually working in the fashion industry. So right. from uh, reading those magazines and then having that experience, it all kind of gelled together and set me on my path. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting to hear that because I think a lot of, you know, our first inspirations or our first, I guess, interactions even with fashion usually really come from the magazines that we've collected, you know, when we're younger, right? We're very inspired by, like, visually is kind of where it always starts, right? So what were, what were your favorite magazines to read? Um, well, Sassy was my most favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, that's like the... Probably the 90s, so 90s, I think. Mm-hmm. That was definitely one of my favorites. And the collection that passed, though, was really Harper's Bazaar um, all through the 90s. But, yeah, but I've been partying around since then, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a bit crazy. But they're all in my basement. And, uh, and um, I look at them, and I, I can't quite part with them. There's some, you know, very, uh, I guess, iconic covers, I want to say. There's mm-hmm. one with the, with the event 
in a yellow John Galliano dress um, that is absolutely stunning. Um, and then there's a bunch with like the Sparanon cover and Madonna and so and Kate Moss, of course, that mm-hmm. uh, I just can't quite part with them. And they're very, and it brings. Yeah, going to have to. Well, eventually, but I think that brings. It's hard to you know really part ways with those things too because they're very like nostalgic, right? And I think those are very like the first moments when you're really introduced to fashion and the people that really made you want to be a part of that industry as well too, right? Most certainly, yeah. So from there, you told me that you were approached to model, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So was that something that you kind of had in mind was, you know, from, you know, seeing these magazines and things like that was modeling kind of the one thing that came to mind that you wanted to do in the industry or did you have something else that you were more, that you were more drawn towards? Oh no, I didn't want to model. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I say, I, I, I did a couple of photo shoots, um, that really were for fun. Um, and it really was not my, <clears throat> it's, it's not me. Mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, I'm, Guess I'm very much me, and I'm not uh, very good at pretending to be other people, which you kind of have to do as a model, right? You have to take on all these personalities. Um, yeah. And really, my uh, my interest is, is and was uh, writing. Mm-hmm. So it's like when, I, when that happened, it became aware that the fashion industry was a possibility. All of a sudden, my my goals. I was in university at the time, studying English. So all of a sudden, my goals became, I want to work at a fashion magazine. I want to be a writer for a fashion magazine. Mm -hmm. So that really was where my, you know, where my focus went. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I got to do do that and still do that, which is pretty amazing, really. Mm -hmm. And to see how far it's come there, because I know that you've kind of dabbled in a variety of different things, right? Where you've done, you've done editing, you've done the modeling. Um, you've, well, you've been a modeling agent, right? And then you've, you've also dabbled in styling as too, as well, right? So what did yeah. you, I guess, what was that move that you made when you were like, you know what, I, I can be a writer in the fashion industry and I know that this is possible for me. What, what did you do to pursue that, to pursue that goal or that dream? Well, um, you hear a lot about networking and I think that really is key um, to, I, I do think it is key to a successful um, career. Um, I happen to know um, somebody who was working in events, and they dealt with modeling agencies quite often. And so when they heard there was a job opening, they let me know. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my, uh, like my foot in the door. It wasn't working at a magazine, but the, working at an agency was a fabulous thing because it put me in touch with everybody. You know, I was dealing with photographers. I was dealing with catalog I was dealing with the magazine editors, um, the you know the the commercial um, <clears throat> casting agencies. Um, so it was a really great central place to be to get a full idea of the what, Toronto uh, fashion industry. Um, so that getting that foot in the door, then I, I was able to launch myself, you know, into into the places where I really truly wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> to this day. Um, I got my first job at a magazine, Canadian Hairdresser, uh, which is a trade publication for hairstylists. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and to this day, I have no idea how my resume ended up on the editor's desk. I did not send it in, but somehow it crossed her path, and I ended up getting hired. So, um, and that was really through, you know, those connections. Mm-hmm. And it's really, you know, it really is about who you know in a lot of those. In a, well, in various different industries, right? But I think, you know, especially in the fashion industry, I think when you show up with that interest and that willingness to work, 
where, you know, you had somebody it's, you know, and it's crazy to this day that you don't even know who that person was that, you know, saw potential in you, in you and knew that you like would be a perfect fit for that in the industry and just kind of quietly placed your resume somewhere without, without you really even knowing. Right. Yeah. And in Canada, um, it's such a small industry mm-hmm. too, right? So knowing people, it, it helps. It most certainly helps to just be out there networking and to be, you know, going to the events um, and really participating. Because, like you say, people recognize it. They see that that passion and dedication. And, you know, um, skill is important, but sometimes just the dedication is even more important. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, the willingness to work is really what stands out amongst many people, right? Especially if it's people that are really, you know, going to vouch for you in the industry when it comes to, like, getting a job or wanting to, you know, go into new position or wanting to, you know, go further in the industry and things like that. Um, so you've been in the industry since 1996, correct? Uh, sure. That sounds about right. It sounds Although about right. Yeah. Very old. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, tell me how the landscape has changed. Tell me, you know, from your position when you first started out in the fashion industry, um, to what it looks like for you now, like how has that, how has that landscape changed as your career has evolved? It has changed a ton. Right, talking about magazines, people don't read magazines anymore. Um, um, so that's a major difference from when I started out. Um, obviously, social media is um, is a, a very big influence now, where mm-hmm. that did not exist mm-hmm. at all when I first started. Um, also, um, one one of the things that I I see is that there's this um, kind of um, there's this uh, quality of community and this idea that we all have to work together if we're going to be successful, which I don't think existed before. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one of the my examples is retail, mm-hmm. and I, I worked as a sales rep as well. Okay. And so when um, it, it seems to me that it, it, things switch. It used to be that you would sell your product to the store, and the store would get the customers, and they would sell it, and you know, and make their profit. Um, and but then it switched that now, uh, if you buy the line, you expect that designer, that brand, to be supporting your store. So you're both working on bringing the customers into the store. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's a different mentality, right? It's like working together, working as a community to to bring the people to get people excited about what it is that you're selling or promoting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, and that could be a reflection of the, of the impact of social media, right? That that voice um, kind of, in a sense, carries further. And But there's, um, <clears throat> the, the landscape is, is a lot more competitive because of the internet, right? Mm-hmm, you can exactly. go anywhere to buy your stuff. Um, so we do kind of all have to work together to, to, bring, to bring the attention to, you know, a local designer or a local retailer. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes it, you know, so much harder. I mean, I guess you could also say that, like, the word of mouth has such an incredible, I mean, it has a global reach now, especially given the fact, you know, given the, like, the way that we do things with the internet and things like that. Um, but I guess how, you know, how, because you've, you've kind of always been a matchmaker in the industry, right, where you've really helped designers um, you know, find a place to sell their designs and then also bringing the audience to them as well so that you kind of, you know, almost match make the designer with the client, yeah. right? Yeah, that's a good description. I've never heard that, but that's 
good description of what I do, all right? Yeah, that's what I. That's, I've really, I've really seen you as kind of like this matchmaker that really, you know, you take the designer and you take the client and you kind of bring them together so that it's you know beneficial for both parties, right? So, how how did you first go about that when you first started doing that in the industry? Um, well, it started. Uh, I, I started as a publicist. Mm-hmm. So, um, so in that that scenario, it was me- matching the media and uh, the stories that the designers had to had to tell. Um, so that's kind of where that began, and really, that's um, it. Really, it uh, became my mission, <laughs> really, mm-hmm. to help these independent designers, right? To build them up, um, both from uh, you know from a, a media perspective and having that uh, that presence. Um, as well as then eventually in, into the sales and actually having them build their bottom line and not just their um, their visibility in, in the world. And then, so I guess from there, so tell me about your transition from, I guess, what did you, what did you do next? What was your next step? Uh, well, I guess your next career move after after public. Well, I guess you still. So do you still do some published like publicist work as well? Um, I don't anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, not. My list of things that I do. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, currently, I'm uh, the community relations manager for Vancouver Fashion Week, mm-hmm. and so that's carrying on that, uh, that really that goal to build up um, Vancouver fashion um, mm-hmm. and have our designers be successful. Um, it gives them a chance to really reach the world media. Um, Vancouver Fashion Week is very good at getting uh, media from around the world to come to the shows and, and cover it. So. Mm-hmm. Also wrapped up in that too is these um, workshops that we do through Vancouver Fashion Week that is um, for the designers right. to help them build their business, right? That they start to understand wholesaling and you know importing and all this kind of stuff to help them succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm also um, the program coordinator at uh, Vancouver Community College in the fashion program. And again, that's kind of grooming uh, these up-and-coming designers, you know, getting them the education and the skills that they need to, to succeed. Mm-hmm. So it all, um, <clears throat> my mission for a long time has been to really help these designers, uh, specifically in Vancouver, and help them grow their business so that they're, uh, they're, they're successful. Um, <clears throat> and it's uh, um, really uh, making money. Uh, and making sure the Vancouver fashion industry is thriving and uh, growing and uh, has, you know, kind of uh, a long lifespan ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think that's such an important, you know, asset to have within the fashion industry is that it's so important to be able to give designers the resources and the options to really understand the business side of things, right? And I think that's really where you've came in and that's really where you've honed your skills is to really help them take things a step further, right? Because a lot of the times they're, you know, they're creatives and they're working day in, day out just to create a product, right? Something that's, you know, so personal to them and it's such very much a form of art, right? So a lot of times it's like, do you find that, I guess, within, within your experience, how, um, like, how can we help designers, you know, find those resources and maybe get them to understand or maybe even help them know where to look for, like, business resources and, and you know, learning to understand the business side of the creative industry? Um, how, can we, how can we help designers, um, you know, be more, be more, I guess, bring more awareness to them for that? Yeah, I think the, the thing that has to happen first, really, is to have um, people in the 
in the community support them, which means buying their clothes and wearing them, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And right. it's um, but the people in the community don't know them and are buying aren't buying it, um, then uh, the designer has no business. Uh, you know, but that's it at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I do feel like it has to start at home, right? right? That you need to have your support in the community when you live. Um, so, um, so that that element of kind of um, you know, just, I almost want to say building it up from the grassroots, right? That you're you're getting this home, uh, you know, home base of customers that love what you do and are wearing it and talking about it, and that just that. Um, that sensibility of supporting local, uh, I think, has has increased over the years I've been doing this. Mm-hmm. But I think there's still a long way to go, and that really is probably one of the biggest ways to have an impact on uh, how successful our designers are. Um, for the designers themselves to grow their business, um, I think there's a, a lot of opportunities. I think there's um, opportunities from you know, things like grants and stuff um, and uh, you know, through the government, um, but I think there's also um, uh, workshops, um, workshops happening in your own community, um, possibly at some of the post-secondary schools. Um, I'm sure there's, uh, you know, here we have small business BC, just go to if you're running a small business, and they'll help you with all kinds of different elements. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I think, delegating, right? Like you said, uh, they're creative, right. um, and that does not mean that they're good at keeping their books, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so exactly. be able to, to be willing to delegate and to know where you need help and to somehow find the funds uh, to to hire the people that you need that are going to help you take your business to the next level. Yeah, exactly. And I think just like what we're seeing with, you know, buying trends right now too is really going to vamp up the local market, I think, more than we've ever seen before, right? Like, would you Mm -hmm. say, like, I mean, it's interesting and I really, you know, want to learn from you because you've been in the industry for a long time and you've seen the evolution of it happen, like, like, you know, pre-internet days to now, like, very much living, you know, basically in like the hub of technology right so I think was like how did the like because I know that you've been a dress local advocate for a very like entirety of your career right so I guess how has like buying local trends changed you know pre-internet like how did you know how did the designers survive and thrive and make a living before the internet and you know how how do you see that how has that kind of changed now right how those local buying buying patterns changed over the last 20 years yeah, um, that's a good question. I wonder, the social media gives you the chance to probably have a bigger voice. Right. Um, but it also, but it's also um, so international at the same time, mm-hmm. right? Um, but um, I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure how much it's impacted that idea of shopping locally. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's, you know, there's hashtags of I love local, you know, so there is mm-hmm. definitely that, uh, that body of people that are out there that are talking about it and, um, and that are sharing, sharing those messages over social media. Um, so, um, but I, yeah, but I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure if it has, um, helped designers with that, that message or to, to reach that audience specifically. Right. Cause I mean, I like the internet has really bought, brought like digital awareness to the, to the forefront. Right. And I think a lot of people yeah. are really starting to 
gravitate towards the idea of, you know, supporting local, buying local, because that just comes right back 360 into the whole idea of like sustainable fashion where like consumers are so like, we're way more conscious than we ever have been now. Right. And I think that's really fueling the the local market. But when you were first working with designers, you know, pre-internet days, like was there, was there really like a resurgence of like buying local or was it, was it really, was it harder for designers I think it was harder, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it was harder, and I think it's because that message does have a, has a particular voice on 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 the internet, on social media, um, and uh, and you know, it's also uh, I think it's partially a, a Canadian mentality a bit, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have this thing where you have to go elsewhere. Um, whether it's to model or to act or to, you know, whatever. Right. If you go as an actress, go to Hollywood and then come back to Canada, you're cool. But if you're acting while you're in Canada, you, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> weird, right? So, and it's the same for designers. Like, if they're just selling in, you know, in Canada, who cares? But, oh, you're selling in New York, you're selling in Japan? Awesome, then we're interested in you. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a very weird thing. Right? It's very but, interesting um, to hear you. It's very interesting to hear you say that from like like a na- like a national level because I think that I very like in the industry within Saskatchewan, it's like you very much feel that as well, where it's like you kind of have to like go away and like be somebody somewhere else first before you come home, and then people yeah. really pay attention to you. And like I've had, you know. We've, I've had that conversation just within the industry here before and like, you know, we laugh, it's funny because like, it's, it's true, but it's interesting yeah. to hear you say that from like, from being in Vancouver and saying, well, oh, it's very much right across the board. Like, it's just a very much yeah. like a Canadian thing. It's, you kind of have to go elsewhere to shine first, which seems so backwards, right? The only place I think that isn't true is Quebec. Mm-hmm. And if you go to Montreal and you, um, I, I was there, I guess, a couple of summers ago now, yeah. and you go into the grocery stores and things all over the grocery store say, made in Quebec, made in Quebec. Like it's, it's a very strong message mm-hmm. as you're shopping in that city. In that city. Um, I don't see that when I walk through BC stores. Not, I, I see it more now than I did before, but there's, uh, but it, yeah, but it is very much that you need to go somewhere else and that's often uh, dealing with students and our graduates that's often the question is like so where are you going to go now like are you going to are you going to go to Toronto or are you going to go to New York right. never are you are you going to stay in Vancouver and work for you know Aritzia or are you going to start your own label it's usually the question is where are you going now Right, right. Right. Leaving the country. Now, yeah, now that you've started here, where are you going to go so that you can really shine and, you know, that you can actually make this work, like, a career worth living for kind of thing, right? Yeah. I think that is changing, though. I do think, especially in Vancouver, that used to be very much the mentality for the fashion industry is that you, that that there was work here in the past weeks. Vancouver has changed a lot in terms of its fashion industry. There's a, I mean, there's lots of you know Lululemon, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. One of the big ones, right? There's a lot of um, there's lots of business here now, um, and lots of uh, business potential to become big business. Um, So, um, so I think that uh, mentality has changed quite a bit from when I first started working in Vancouver. Actually, I'm um, involved with. Uh, a group through Manufacturing BC, and we just had a report released 
Um, and they estimate that in the next 10 years, there's going to be 8,000 jobs available in BC fashion. Wow. Um, so it's, you know, there's the potential is here. Uh, we don't have 8,000 people to <laughs> those dogs. <laughs> right. Um, so that's a bit of an issue, but, uh, but there is the potential, and that's through the growth of the businesses that exist here, as well as retirement, too. Right, right, because a lot of like yeah, yeah a lot of the you know baby boomer generation things are really now turning over and changing, and you know there's there is so much happening just in the workforce in general, right? Maybe not specifically yeah. in fashion. I think we're really seeing um, a major shift in just a lot of things economically right now, right? Um, and that's interesting. Like that's, and I think that really you know gives people a lot of hope for, you know, a creative generation that is now rising that really wants to do something, especially in the fashion industry, right? So when you're talking, you know, when you're talking to people that are in the fashion industry now, I'm assuming you're in the position where, you know, if somebody asks you, you know, Sarah, what do I do? What do I do now that, you know, I want to be in the industry, but do I stay or do I leave? I think that you are like an amazing example of somebody that's, because you've, you've stayed in Canada for the last, like, since the beginning of your career in the fashion industry, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, and you've made and you've made it work. You've made it happen, right? So I think, what would you, yeah. you know, what would you say to somebody <laughs> in the industry that's, you know, on the fence about those things, but they're like, you know, everyone else tells me that I need to leave, but you know, I, I want to be somebody that stays here and pioneers. Um, what have you learned in your experiences staying within Canada? Well, I think uh, one uh, you say I've made a career here, and it's true. But at one point, I had nine jobs. Wow. When I sat down and counted, I had nine different jobs that I was doing, right? So, um, so you have to you have to be prepared for the hustle, right? So there is most certainly potential here to have a career, um, and um, and that's not true of everybody working in the fashion industry, right? There's people that you know are um, a pattern making pattern maker at Arcteryx and that's what they do. Um, but if you are running your running your own business, you probably are going to have a whole lot of different um, hats that you wear um, to kind of make make ends meet. But it's also part of what makes it really exciting and really fun. Right. Right. So, question for you: so, During, While you were doing those nine jobs, how did you stay sane? <laughs> <laughs> I say I had nine jobs. It's maybe a bit of an exaggeration because I probably had different titles at like one company that I was working for. Right. But okay. no. Um, I, well, I, when I did that, when I counted that and realized it, I'm like, okay, I got to do something about this. This is a bit ridiculous. So now I have like three, three jobs. So that's, you know, much more, much more manageable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Then really, yes. um, In terms of talking to, um, like really talking to my students about, um, about making a career here. Um, I think, uh, I, I don't think Vancouver because there is so much happening um but I think it is about having a bit of foresight um and thinking um you know uh thinking towards the future and how jobs are going to change in the future right if you're working on uh well just a retail floor you know as a sales associate how sustainable is that job looking towards the future right so maybe you need to um maybe you need to go and take some I don't know html classes so that you could, you know, all of a sudden trans- translate um, your skills online. Right. Um, so um, I think it is just about having that foresight about how how the industry is going to change. And really, at this point in time, it's it's kind of hard to say exactly how that's going to look. Because mm-hmm. I think we're all going to be we're all going to be learning together, right? I think it's all 
like you said, we're all becoming such a community. And I think that's, yeah. you know, that's what's really going to drive it forward, though, is because now we're understanding the importance of what it means to work together, you know, yeah. and support one another and, you know, be that la- be that step ladder to kind of keep raising everybody together so that, you know, when that time does come and the industry is very much thriving more than it ever has, then, you know, I think we'll all be able to kind of figure it out together, right? Yeah. I started um, uh, an association called Fashion Finder Vancouver, I don't know, ages ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> in it was like early 2000s or something. And I remember when I first kind of called the industry together and had kind of an introductory meeting saying, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Um, you know, I want to have an association. I want to start promoting local designers to our local community, um, you know, and working together to, to build up the industry. And everybody kind of looked at me like, you want us to work together? Mm-hmm. Well, that's different. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then it happened. We, you know, that it existed for a number of years. Um, but at, at first, there was a bit of a, a shock. And I don't, if, that, if I had that meeting today, I wouldn't have the same response. Right. 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 There wouldn't be that initial, like, shying away from the idea of working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, people would almost, you know, yeah, it would really, it's, yeah, it's, it's very, become very like a commonplace thing now. It's like, if you don't, yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, if you, if you are in the position where you don't want to work with people and you don't want to support people, then you really, you really don't make it anywhere anymore, to be honest. Right. So tell me, so tell me about the fashion capsule. So is this something that you're still very, that you're still doing full time as well? No, not so much. Fashion capsule, uh, fashion capsule has had a whole bunch of different incarnations. It really was uh, it was my publicity um, agency for a while. It became my wholesaling and um, uh, sales agent sales agency for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, it's kind of I have I, I have kind of two clients that I work for, and that's Vancouver Fashion Week and Trends Magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not I'm not actively doing anything with Fashion Capital at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Although I, I I do still have plans around it that I hopefully will find some time to put into action but it sounds like it really has been a great foundation for I guess all of the different areas that you've kind of had your hands in within the fashion industry right like I think it's really served its purpose as a platform for you to be able to kind of you know work with designers and the clients and the retail side of things and then also you know helping um, entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs fashion designers with the business side of things as well right what um what have you learned with the fashion capsule? And I guess, you know, cause yeah, like you were saying, it has evolved into kind of a various different things. And I think that's, you know, that's something that it's great to be able to watch something that you created grow into various different forms of things. Right. So what was your vision when you started and how do you feel about it now? Okay. Well, my vision when I started was about really just strengthening the Vancouver fashion industry. Um, and it remains, my vision mm-hmm. uh, and how I go about it has changed, um, you know, through the years. Um, but really, that has that's been the focus all all along. Um, but yeah, it just it has just kind of morphed how I how I approach that. Mm-hmm. And what have you? And I guess how has it so? How has it changed? Or what? I guess what what did you learn? What did you learn through the whole process? Yeah. Um, well, um, I've learned a lot. Mm-hmm. I can tell you one thing I haven't learned. I haven't learned how to sew. Okay, okay. Surprising. 
and I don't recommend that. If you want to work in the fashion industry um, and in the kind of on the merchandising marketing side, mm-hmm. like I do, um, I actually highly recommend learning to sew because it'll help you understand clothing so much better. Right. I mean, um, if you are working but, with designers, right? And that's something but, that I've always shied away from too. That was one thing where, like, I've had friends always say, like, "Well, are you going to ever learn to sew?" And I, I was always like, "No, I, I never. It's never been kind of of interest because I've always been more of like the journalist side of things, right?" Right, yeah. And people, when they hear you're in the fashion industry, they automatically ask you if you're a designer. Yeah. Like, nope. (laughs) Yeah, I've got that many times as well, too. And when I kind of say, well, I'm a journalist, they're kind of like, oh, like it's kind of almost like a foreign concept, I guess, because, you know, when you think of fashion industry, you mostly just think of designers, I guess, right? Exactly, yeah. Mm. Um, So, um, and actually, just to to that point, is that um, it kind of is, the thing I've learned is how many different things, how many different things you can do in the fashion industry, how many different roles and types of jobs there are, um, and um, and how it's all so interconnected, mm-hmm. right? That we all have to, that all these different moving pieces of the fashion industry all have to work together for it to be truly successful. Right. Um, and I don't think people realize that. And one of the... Um, I mentioned this report that um, that we've done. Um, one of the the breakdowns in um, in the fashion industry in BC was um, speaking with high school students and asking them, you know, what do you want out of your career? And you know, they listed things like I don't know, travel and creativity mm-hmm. and you know, flexibility and all these kinds of things. And then they were asked if they wanted to work in the fashion industry, and the overwhelming response was no. Hmm. But when you actually lined up what their um, what they wanted from their careers and what fashion industry had to offer, they're extremely well aligned. But they didn't realize, and I think it's because fashion people automatically say, "Are you a designer? Do you know how to sew?" And there's a, a you know a, I don't know maybe a I want to say misunderstanding, I don't think that's quite the right word, but people don't quite understand all the different things you can do in the fashion industry, Um, you know, from making patterns to marketing the the collections to, you know, styling things for um, an online store. I mean, there's so many different, so many different things that you can do in this industry. It's just vast, um, and it's hard to learn all of it. Right. And I think, it, and I think really, you know, I'm not, a, and I would agree with you too. I'm not sure if it's exactly a misunderstanding, but I think it's more of just like not being very, not even being aware that those opportunities are there. Right. This, cause I mean, it, for me, it wasn't until my second or third year, second, third year university where I actually was like, you know what? I actually, I know that I can do something in industry and that's kind of really where I started exploring my love for fashion and really getting into the industry and kind of learning where I fit within it. But I've had multiple conversations with my friends that are all creatives and, you know, we were just like, it was so inaccessible to us while we were growing up because nobody ever told us when we were in high school that we could be in fashion. Right. That option was never there. There was, you know, no one ever really had that conversation. You never had um, anyone come in and, you know, even give those opportunities to you. And I think that's still very much alive today where, you know, I think the idea of having a creative career is beginning to be a lot more appealing. Like I know it's, it's still hard. It's definitely not any, it hasn't gotten any easier, but I think that people are still, are slowly learning to understand that if they work really hard and they really, you know, make the right connections and they do these things and having a, having a creative career is absolutely possible. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I never was told about the fashion industry in high school, most certainly not. Um, and I go into the high schools here um, to talk to talk to high school students about about um, you know careers in, in fashion and, and studying. Um, and uh, I know some of the schools struggle to fill those textile classes, mm-hmm. right? The classes where you're learning to sew. And I, you know, I can imagine uh, quite easily the pressure from parents. <laughs> right. That, you know, you got to do your math, you got to do your science, got to get to your English, got to get to university. And things like textiles and fine arts of any kind um, are, you know, pushed to the wayside. Um, and they're not viewed as, um, you know, I don't know, as, as, as a career, as a possible career um, for, um, for, your, for your child. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, understandably, and I do think there's actually a bit of a, um, a, a mentality shift around that and that, that the idea of trades is becoming um, more appealing and more kind of acceptable, um, which is refreshing. And really fashion fits into that, into that world a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think I'm, yeah, I'm really feeling, like, just excited as you are, because I really just, I feel that there is going to be so many opportunities, and I think there's, there's going to, you know, that that mentality is slowly starting to shift, right? And what I really, you know, and I've had these conversations before of saying, you know, a lot of people that are outside of the industry or haven't really had the experience to be a part of it, fashion can be perceived as, you know, very frivolous and superficial, right? But, you know, you said that, you found purpose and I, I want you to speak to that a little bit. So how, how have you found purpose within the fashion industry? I did struggle with that for sure early on, Mm -hmm. um, because it is how it's viewed, right? But it is kind of superficial. Um, and, uh, where I went to first to find kind of solace in that was, um, more to philosophy and this idea of, you know, an appreciation of beauty and that there is um, there's value in that, right? And that's probably what would have drawn me to, and still does draw me to fashion now, is just the beauty of the artwork mm-hmm. and the artistry and the, the craftsmanship of the designers. Right. Um, and so there's value in just the beauty of it. Um, but uh, <laughs> but then it really was about that the, the local focus and being an environmentalist and... Um, Seeing the idea of supporting local designers um, as a way to um, have a positive impact on the environment, um, not having things, you know, shipped from across the world, um, right. and also um, also the idea of maintaining that skill, um, that it wasn't something that was going to die out in our communities, um, and but actually be supported so that people were. Um, maintaining that skill and learning to sew and learning how to do tailoring and you know hand sewing and all all of that stuff as well as the uh, as well as the kind of computer skills that you need to to be a fashion designer these days Uh, but um, I've been working in the fashion industry for a while and I remember seeing a quote from David Suzuki about, you know, the things in life that are, are essential, you know, like having mm-hmm. a home, having food um, and clothing. And I'm like, awesome. There you go. See, it's an essential. It's, uh, there's, there's value in this for sure. It's not superficial at all. It's an essential thing. It's beautiful. Um, and it has uh, the power to impact our, our world in a positive way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's all about you know, almost how you treat it and how you appreciate it, right? Because there's a difference between, you know, being able to see, see what people are doing for the local community 
and know that it's like, you know, it's something that's being created by their hands and like the time and the effort and like, you know, even just like the creative brain power that's gone into creating something that we're going to wear is just like, it's just, it's amazing. And it just, it feels, and there's so much purpose, right? And I think that's really where I've been able to see it as well too, is when I, you know, have these conversations and I'm able to talk with people in all different faucets of the industry you know, you can see where that purpose lies and, you know, where there, there, there's so much good and there's so much creativity and art and, you know, all these wonderful things that come out of the fashion industry, which, you know, I absolutely love. Yeah, most certainly. So tell me what's, uh, what's Sarah's plan for the next year? What are you in love with right now? Um, and what are you the most looking forward to in the next year? Um, well, um, I guess I'm looking forward to September. <laughs> yeah. Uh, short term, I'm looking forward to September because September is Vancouver Fashion Week. Yes. Yes. And um, uh, so that's always fabulous mm-hmm. um, to attend the shows because there's emerging designers from around the world, including Canada, um, and it's just it's always just so inspiring to see to see the collections. But also um, during the September uh, Vancouver Fashion Week BCC, um, where I teach, we have our graduate uh, graduation show as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So we get to see all these fabulous students that I've been interacting with for the last two years um, put their creative visions on the runway at Vancouver Fashion Week. So between those two things, September is always um, a very exciting month, very busy, <laughs> a very exciting month and very inspiring month. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very rewarding, very rewarding, right? Because I think you really get to oh. see you, you know, your leadership, everything that you do, everything that creates purpose in your life, you get to see it creating purpose in someone Absolutely. else's, right? And I think that's, you know, Absolutely. that's such a rewarding feeling. So what, yeah. advi- what advice would you have, you know, as a mentor, as a leader in the industry and really helping students and people, you know, find find their creativity and find where they fit in the industry? What advice would you have for somebody that's, you know, feeling maybe unsure or unsure or isn't? Uh, doesn't know where to start. Um, um, I guess uh, my advice would be spend your money wisely. Mm-hmm. Um, do not create inventory unless you have um, somebody to buy it. That is probably my number one rule for designers. Yeah. Um, I see that happen so often, and it's the thing that um, that that makes them close their business is that they've invested a whole lot of money in production when they don't actually have any buyers. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're doing uh, online sales, uh, you know, maybe, maybe do a run of each size. Maybe I would recommend actually printing, like doing stuff with people or even kit. So that's probably the number one advice for designers. Um, The other thing I would say is to make sure you invest in your photography um, don't get a friend who's battling to take your pictures for you mm-hmm. um, because you have spent so much of your, well, money, but also so much of your creativity and time has gone into creating this collection um, that to not spend the money on the photos is a breakdown um, between uh, getting all of that creative energy and money sent back to you. Because photos really, they, I mean, it sells it to buyers, it sells it to customers, it sells it to the media, it sells mm-hmm. it to influencers. I mean, those photos are so, so important. Oh, strong visual, strong your, visuals are everything, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that was, those, those are probably my two biggest pieces of advice for, for designers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And lastly, Sarah, the one thing that I 
love to find out from every one of my guests, um, how do you want to use your voice within the fashion industry to make a difference? Um, I'm I'm not sure how to answer that actually. Um, or what is, or what it, what is your voice in the fashion industry? If somebody was to ask you who your voice is in the industry, what would it be? Yeah. Well, my usual, my usual thing would be that I'm a dress local advocate, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And so everything I do, it relates back to that from writing articles and trying to get as many Canadian designers in them as possible, uh, to, um, you know, to supporting, uh, designers at Vancouver Fashion Week and, and helping them build their businesses. So really, and, and just getting the message out about local designers, that really is probably the voice that I have, um, and that I, uh, and hope to continue to have mm-hmm. in, the, right. in the fashion industry. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's exactly what it is, Sarah. I think that, you know, you really will use your voice to change the way in which people shop local, right? Or, you know, or you're going to use yeah. your voice as an influential tool to really get people to understand the purpose and the importance of shop, shopping local and really supporting the industry, right? Yeah, and now you, uh, you've inspired me to go and try to do more I really got to get back to that. I've been doing lots of stuff to help designers, but in terms of dress local, um, that's probably fallen off my radar a tad. Mm-hmm. I've been so busy with these other elements, but now I'm inspired to like, I got I got to get back to that that kind of core um, voice, the same core message that I've been running towards for so long. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, and and you have so much power. <laughs> right, you've got you've got so much power behind that. Just you know with being in the industry for as long as you have and really staying true, you know, to, to your voice, right? Which I think is, there's, there's so much more that you're going to be able to do with it. And I'm really excited to see how the Canadian fashion industry, especially everything that you do in Vancouver, you know, thrives and changes within, within these next couple of years. Yeah, well, hopefully you'll have a chance to come out and see the shows. Yes, I absolutely will. And thank you so much for being um, on the episode today or on Voices with me today and um, sharing your voice. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. If your earbuds enjoyed what they heard today, head on over to Vocalize.fashion and make the Voices podcast a part of your weekly routine. Episodes are now streaming on SoundCloud and iTunes.